That's ticket green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That's ticket green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That's ticket green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. Shout out to Sunset Park, fam. <laughs> People got that was when Terrence Howard was all OG movies, bro. Welcome to another lesson. <laughs> and his name was Spaceman. He was basically like, never mind, I'm going to keep that to myself. Welcome to another delicious episode of the High Flyers Wrestling Podcast. Your boys is back. The Black Bros Awaits are here. And actually, we'll probably have a better chance of using that name and being tag team champions considering what's going on right now because the original Bros Awaits can't do nothing. But we are here with you today to give you our weekly NXT recap. What's going on, brother man? Nothing much, my brother. I'm having a pretty good day, you know? Trying to stay in good spirits. What about you? Pretty good. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I have no complaints whatsoever. This game is so awesome. Except for the fact that it's 86 gigabytes to install, but, you know, that's why you have a terror about the storage space. But, so, was this technically, like, supposed to be, like, the, a takeover? Yeah, last week and this week technically was NXT takeover. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense, especially considering how the way the matches panned out. But uh, NXT did jump off with the NXT Women's Championship number one contenders ladder match featuring E.O. Shirai, Candice LeRae, Miriam, Dakota Kai, Tia Knox, and Chelsea Green, right? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, way better than I did last week. <laughs> Touche. Considering that... Alright, so... I'm going to just say this and then I'm going to throw it to you because this is like just really what I'm going to say. I feel like the match was fantastic. I enjoyed every minute of it. However, with it being in an empty arena, I don't want to see like no money in the bank pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Only because like these ladies went out there and killed, you know what I'm saying, the match and themselves. themselves. <laughs> so it's like I don't wanna you know what I'm saying and granted like EO Shirai won you know spoiler alert and, and and I don't know about you but I probably popped hard as hell when, when you know what I'm saying when that happened because I was not expecting EO to win I mean she was my pick to win but I didn't know I, mean, I, was, I was scared cause we know how they are when it comes you know to stuff like that but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, the match was fantastic. Like, kudos to all, well, seven women, if you could include Raquel and got Gonzalez, who took that whew, mean power ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Say, you have to, because she was taking bumps and, and giving bumps herself, so. Exactly. So, yeah, um, overall, though, how was you feeling about the latter match? I mean, I know I, I was I was gushing about that triple threat tag uh or a triple threat tag match from uh mania but this one I, I i don't think a, a women's money in the bank could compete with this one honestly like this was this was some serious stuff 
I can I can look at EO and Candace like, you know, wrestle each other all day, fam. Because their chemistry is just off the chain, no matter how many times they touch, bro. It's like Dakota and Tegan. Yeah. Because who was that that Dakota kicked uh, off the apron? It was Tegan. Then she landed on the ladder like she was dead. <laughs> yep. And I know I shouldn't have laughed, but the way her arm looked like it just went limp. <laughs> Dakota was looking as amazing as, as ever, too, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there. And uh, shout out to Robert Stone for trying to be the new Ellsworth a little bit. Yo. Because that chair shot to the knee that Chelsea Green took, I thought she was legit out, fam. I was like, she, oh, no. Nah. I don't know. She may be because that that was looking like a, a real limp, man. <laughs> right. Like, even when she was, like, trying to, like, fake clown the ladder, like, I get it. You was entertaining, you know what I'm saying, because you was supposed to act. But, nah, like, you probably couldn't get up there for real. It was it ended up being Candace LeRae. And Io Shirai on the ladder, and how fitting that Io Shirai got rid of Candice LeRae. She ended up getting her shot at Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. I'm happy about that, but I'm also kind of scared because we probably already know that this is probably going to be the first of many of our favorites basically getting watched by Charlotte. So... What do you see in the future for Io Shirai and Charlotte Flair? I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say Io going to win. I'm going to be that person, everybody that, that takes on Charlotte, I'm going to say they're going to win. Until she finally loses. So basically, yep. we finna treat Charlotte like Floyd Mayweather. Yep. And Conor McGregor. And Tiger Woods when he was good. You know, mm-hmm. it was always Tiger versus the field, so. LeBron. Yeah. The Bulls in the 90s. Um, the list would go on and on, fam. But, so, I mean, I don't care if she's fighting Caden Carter. <laughs> Aaliyah, Vanessa Bourne, Zylee. Either way it go. We all going to root for Charlotte until she loses the NXT Women's Championship. Indu Sheer killed Elverize, bro. Basically, um, first off, I need for them to stop giving us names that we can barely pronounce. That's first. Yeah, because I don't want to be disrespectful. Secondly, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everize will rise no more. Like Michael Bivens and Bivens Enterprise. The bros of the weights better look at because in the meantime and in between time, if they go for some interim tag team championships, I don't know if they're going to be able to be the undisputed tag team champions when this is said in the I didn't even think about that. Especially considering the announcement that William Regal made as far as the Cruiserweight Championship go. Right. And you hear how much noise Jordan Dublin talking, so we definitely know it's going to be your unification match for that bill, for sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. It got to be. 
Because, I mean, he has a point. Now, you made it known that this was your favorite sentiment. Well, you know, before we get to that, my bad. The Prince, he let us know what his next move is. Well, not really. Well, kind of. He let us know that he can't move, but when he can, that his first move is going to be to come for Walter and his NXT UK championship. I can't wait. I think me and you was asking for this even when they announced, you know what I'm saying, that they was having to take over. So. And it only makes the most sense. And obviously, you know, William Regal and everybody got the same idea that we got because, you see, they they had Imperium jump Finn ASAP. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It wasn't no tease. It wasn't no build-up. It was like, oh, we got this announced over here? All right, say, hey, Walter, Finn. Let's get this cracking next, like on two on Wednesday, fam. Like y'all go ahead and wrap up that undisputed feud on Saturday, and then the following Wednesday we're gonna start this this feud with Finn. Oh man, I cannot wait. Even though I'm already picturing him selling, getting chopped so horribly, bro. What? <laughs> Even though I also have Finn winning the match. Or losing to some to, to some Imperium Danny. outside interference to keep it going. We had another fantastic cinematic match. The third in the WWE Cinematic Universe. <laughs> the Maso Chompa took on Tony Corcato for the very last time. And I know you said this was your favorite one, so I'm going to leave it to you, my brother. Take it away the main event of NXT. Look, it's not even too much that can be said about this match first off because ain't no justice going to be done. I've probably done watch this match three times already and probably will watch it at least three more times before the weekend is over. I understand why Papa Paul was not present at WrestleMania either night. Because he probably was either a filming this or making sure that it it was being edited perfectly. But this match had everything in it. Honestly, it was shout outs to all four of their previous fights, from spots to array crashes to weapons, weapons crutches. Pulling up the mats. Hell, at one point in time, they was on top of the production truck. And I know Edge and Randy Orton was like, he's stealing my whole shit. He stole my stuff bar for bar. Or even when, like, uh, Johnny was hitting Chompa with that chair, but he was hitting him everywhere he got injured. He was like, oh, ACL, shoulder, knee. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, like, Little stuff like that. Fantastic. Like, these two gentlemen literally fought for one entire hour. And I loved every single millisecond of it. From beginning to end. There's not one single thing I would have redone. There's nothing that I didn't like. Even the ending was poetic justice. 
It was. So the ending comes with both Champa and Gargano pretty much in the ring during the day because they done beat the holy hell out of each other. Your girl Candice LeRae runs down to the ring, basically trying to tell them that, you know, to stop in this, let it go. Y'all done killed each other. What are you doing? Then she tells Champa, you know, that she hates her husband and proceeds to kick him in the balls. At this point, I'm like, whoa. And I'm over here like mind blown. So then Champa decided to show a little bit of heart. Tries to help Gorgano. And then Candace LeRae comes back and kicks Champa in the balls. Good old Johnny shows that he was wearing a cup. He hits the fairy tale ending on Champa, and then one, two, three. Johnny Gargano defeats Tommaso Champa. And what was a beautiful, beautiful match. And, you know, it was funny because I was wondering what it was that uh, Candice LeRae had handed Johnny Gargano. You remember when they uh, drove up and then they had something in the brown paper bag and she handed it to him when she got in the driver's seat? I was wondering what that was. I thought it was some cocaine at first. So, basically, you thought it was a brick, but not that type of brick. Yeah, like I thought, you know, she wanted him telling him, you know, power up before you go out there and fight. Either that or he was going to put a song on your blade. Blow the cocaine in the space. <laughs> but nah man. Everything about this match was perfect. We even had a we had, we even had a whole ref bump in this match that didn't take away, you know what I'm saying, from what was going on. Um yeah. And you should have knew it was about to get real when first you just see Triple H just just chilling in the in the ring, just you know, just waiting. And the deferred, and the last thing he said was, as soon as I close this door, it's on. He, he wasn't lying, because as soon as the door closed, Chumper got in the ring was like, all right, let's get this cracking, fam. That's something that your mama tell you and your brothers. Like, I don't know what's Y'all been fighting all day. Oh, y'all want to fight? All right. Once I close this door, whatever happens, it's on. And I don't want to hear nothing else about it afterwards either. That's basically what Papa Paul told him. But, yeah, man, um, fantastic. Just all around fantastic. I need more cinematic matches like this only if it makes sense, though. Everybody doesn't need to do it. Like, this is a perfect way to, like, end this story. You know, so. Honestly, not to cut you off, but cinematic matches are, like, the new age Hell in a Cell casket matches where they can be that final nail in the coffin for a storyline. Right. When you done already been like, well, we done had last man standing matches and fall count anywheres and steel cages. What else can we do? Nah, seriously, though. Now I have a question for you. Since we are talking about these cinematic matches, do you think this would be a way that they can actually have Sting versus The Undertaker now. I've been thinking about it since uh, 
since Saturday because somebody t- somebody tweeted it after the Boneyard match. <sighs> Maybe, but the editing skills I feel like would have to be spot on because I don't know if Sting could take any bumps right now. Mm, that's true, but we also don't know because we haven't heard him say anything really recently about that. But Too you know, sure. overall, man, what what are you feeling about NXT? What are, a plus? Yeah, I honestly don't feel like anything could have brought it down. When you starting with that fantastic ladder match and ending with that hour long classic, whatever would have squeezed in between that could have been the Singh brothers dancing in the ring for fifteen minutes and probably still would have got an A plus for me. And who would have thought that Johnny Gargano would have got his dub, except as a heel though? I'm a major heel because it's solidified now. Yeah, because wifey turned with him. Which also made it that much better because it was about time for you know to switch some stuff up too. But now that I think about it, who are y'all top baby faces? We got T and Mia. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to peruse the. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Because like most of the people, like most of the top yeah, people, is right. yeah. So, okay, wow. Interesting. Um, take that. I mean, they technically EO's like a tweener, so. And then when she's going against Charlotte, she's definitely gonna be a baby face. Well, everybody's gonna be a baby face against Charlotte. I almost said the crowd is gonna make it that way, but you know there isn't one. But on the way out the door, go ahead and find us by going directly to highflowerspodcast.com. Going anywhere you get your podcast, be it Spreaker, Apple Music, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, etc. By searching Hot Flowers Podcast, by searching Hot Flowers Podcast on both Facebook and YouTube. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can go to at Podcast Flyers. Dom's Twitter is at Freshly Snipes 21. My Twitter is at underscore Bobby Digital. And until next time, Rascal Wave, too sweet. Top guys out.